brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Yeah. It's quite the uh, True Crime News Day. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. So many things happening right now. So many really interesting things happening right now. And none of it is Lori Vallow related. No, but don't worry, because our live stream tonight, if you're watching this on the day we record it, uh, will be all Lori Vallow all the time, mostly. Because we got a debrief. Everyone needs a debrief. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But... In the meantime, there's a lot of other stuff happening. Also, it's raining here. It's cool. It's beautiful. It It smells like fall. Mm I mean, I know we're not. Yeah, I know we're not actually there yet, but I'll take this false fall all day long. (laughs) So much. My son is like, hey, do you want to go walk down at the river with me? Because I will only go if it's cool. If it's hot, fuck no. So we went down. He loves to play Pokemon Go. And I only play Pokemon Go when I go walk with him. So I'm like, have to do all these updates. And then there's new stuff to the game. I don't know what the hell it is. And anyway, <laughs> we went and did it because it was really nice to be outside. It was sprinkling a little bit, just beautiful on the river. Yeah. We went to the grocery store and it made me laugh. Women like waiting under the underhang and running out while their husband's picking them up at the door and stuff. And I'm like, get what? It's right? been a hot, dry, awful summer. Yeah. It in that rain, it won't kill you. In fact, maybe it will heal you. Like, yeah. <laughs> and frankly, Might I make you a better person in every like, way. Right. After Lori's sentencing and she's already been zipped away to Pocatello now, we kind of <laughs> needed a rain, you know, a good clearing. Yeah. Wash it all on out of there, right? Mm-hmm. It feels good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it does. Well, we've got a lot to say today, so I think we better get into it. Yes. Uh, So I'm going to turn the mic over to you for a racial injustice piece. Yes. Interestingly, both of my cases today are out of Pittsburgh. Really? And they're both good news. So let's start with, wait a minute. Am I totally off? I might be totally off. I'm afraid I am. I'm sorry. About this that Pittsburgh piece? Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, that's sorry what I about that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just looking at headers on, never mind. Uh, this is Henrietta Lacks. Yes. You may know or not know who Henrietta Lacks is or was. Henrietta Lacks died in 1951 of cervical, can- cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. She had five children and she was being treated at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They took a sample of her cancer cells without her knowledge and without her permission. Um, Her cells could reproduce in a lab. Most cells, once they're taken out of the body, um, don't do that. Mm -hmm. 
So this was really interesting and important. So instead of saying, hey, we would really like to use your cells and study them, mm-hmm. they just took them and didn't even tell her why or what yeah. for. They have used them to develop such things as vaccines for polio and the coronavirus and treatments for other diseases like cancer, Parkinson's, and the flu. Now, unfortunately, Henrietta did not survive her cancer. And it was 20 years after her death before her family knew that her cells had been taken to use in cancer research against her will, without even her knowledge. And they have been suing the company who did that ever Mm -hmm. since. They've been suing Johns Hopkins or a company actually called Biotech Company. Mm -hmm. Well, they are a biotech company. Anyway, no, what's wrong with me? Thermo Fisher Scientific. That's this. I do know this case. (laughs) It may not sound like it, but I do. So they have been suing, saying, um, I don't know if you all know the history of medical experimentation on black women Uh but it is dark yeah and it is horrific and Uh these folks had no right whatsoever to be using any part of henrietta's body without her permission right her knowledge what was going to happen here's the thing that original strain of cells has continued to reproduce and is still alive today yeah and still being used Uh and her family is like yeah uh, we're suing you for doing that because mm-hmm. no one should be able to take anything from our bodies without our permission. No. And then develop these million zillion dollar drugs mm-hmm. from that with no compensation back to her or her heirs. Yeah. So this settlement, this, this was, this lawsuit was finally settled. Uh, and it's a 70 year old lawsuit. Yeah. If you can imagine that. Yeah. So on August 1st, yeah. On August 1st, which happens to be Henrietta's 103rd birthday, uh, the family announced that a settlement has been uh, reached. Amazing. The family and Henrietta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Let's see. Here are. So Henrietta herself was the great great granddaughter of a slave. Mm-hmm. And she was herself a tobacco farmer. Wow. And she left behind five children who certainly could have used some compensation at the time they lost their mom. Yeah. Her contributions are so many. They're just almost endless to consider what these cells have helped to do. Yeah. They've helped study herpes, leukemia, AIDS, and many more, as well as many vaccines mm-hmm. and treatments for cancer. There is a movie called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks uh, that came from a book by the same name um, where they were, she, the author was investigating these kinds of things, medical miracles and uh, for scientific ethics and stuff uh-huh. like that, where, yeah. you know, people don't get credited for the things that they themselves literally produced. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the movie actually stars Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, and mm-hmm. it was out, it came out on HBO in 2017. And there's a book as well. Yeah, yeah, there is. So there, there's been a lot. Her story's been told a lot. Although I, I remember vaguely the story, 
but um, I think it's really important to know how far this went. Yeah. The cell strain is actually named after her. It's H-E-L-A. Yeah, the Gila. The Gila yeah. cell strain. And, um, you know, they're using it in Parkinson's uh, research now. I mean, it's just over it's amazing. and over and over. There are yeah. 110,000 scientific public publications that cite this cell strain. Wow. Yeah. And the family didn't even learn of this until 1973, which I think is terrible. I mean, it's a wonderful mm -hmm. thing that this happened, but why should they get to profit off from it so disgustingly? Yeah. You know, without her family and her estate benefiting too. It's just wrong in every way. Uh, Thermo Fisher has tried to dismiss this case and oh, yeah. argued against it forever, uh, said that this statute of limitations had expired um but the the argument against that was that the company is still using the cells and they are still actively making money on them right. and because of that that there is no statute how, of limitations. right how could there be a statute of limitations yeah this has never ended it's still happening today yeah so which on this, one hand how amazing that her cells have been capable of doing this right but on the other surely she had every right and reason to be able to give uh, permission had she wanted to and for her family to get compensation. And that just seems so Doesn't, easy. To just take something like this from another person's body and then yeah. profit off from it for the last, you know, 70 years is so gross. Mm -hmm. So this great is some of Henrietta's descendants. And uh, the the actual deal is um, private. We don't know how much money they were given, but I'm glad that they found a deal that they were comfortable with and settled. They have every right to do that. A pile of money because we know I how much money pharmaceutical companies make. Right. Yeah. Right. And and by the way, nobody has the right to take anything from your body without your permission ever. Yeah. And the way that black women and black women's bodies have been treated by the medical community over the years clear up to today oh, is yeah. complete and utter bullshit mm -hmm. i just and all you have to, to do that. is yeah all you have to do is compare the infant mortality rates and maternal oh. mortality rates uh in black women versus well actually women of color in general or women of persons of color uh mm -hmm. as far as in comparison to white women and it's pretty sobering so yeah it is. It, it's there's still horrific. a long ways to go yeah such a long ways to go but this is big because the law needs to back cases like this and recognize yeah. that this is not okay you can't just do that take something from a person's body and profit off from it for an unbelievable amount of time with no compensation and with no knowledge she didn't give consent for that right it was literally a pelvic exam to take the cells and if you've never had a pelvic exam because you don't have a vagina, then you should shut up about this, number one. Uh, number two, uh, we all know how uncomfortable things like that are. A scraping, not fun. Not fun at all. So I'm very happy for her family. And I, I really applaud them for standing up for her for all of this time. I think it's fantastic. Amazing. Yep. They, they, she obviously has left an amazing legacy behind. Indeed. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. And with that said, before we move forward, we do want to just talk a little bit about something new we're trying 
that I am absolutely in love with. It's called Magic Mind. Sorry, it sometimes doesn't show up very well. Um, Magic Mind is a supplement for focus and energy. Now, I'm just going to be totally honest with you here. I just got diagnosed with ADD. I finally officially got myself diagnosed. I have known it for a long time. But I have been struggling so much with focus, concentration, motivation, just getting literally anything done. Uh-huh. And um, I had a really bad experience. I tried a stimulant. And that stimulant gave me such a horrific migraine. I'm already a migraine sufferer. Uh, it triggered such a horrific migraine that it landed me in the emergency room. Yeah. So I cannot have the meds or no. that kind of a thing. What I can have, though, is Magic Mind. And Magic Mind does not bother my migraines at all, which makes me really, really happy that there is something I can take. So Magic Mind is, it's a matcha shot that also has adaptogens, nootropics, and immunity supplements in it. So it's meant to help with energy. It's meant to help with focus and relaxation, which I also love. It doesn't make you jittery. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel. Does it bother you at all? Do you feel jittery at all on it? No, I don't feel jittery, but I do feel like I get a lot more done because yeah. I too, you know, I'm a creator and I have, oh my gosh, I, so many projects going all the time. Yeah. And sometimes every one of those projects sits right where I left it for many, many days and I can't make myself do any of it. Mm-hmm. And instead, I entertain myself with finding new projects or, you know, <laughs> pretty typical ADD mindset. But uh, anyway, uh, mm-hmm. in using Magic Mind, I've been really amazed at how I'm just completing things, marking them off my list. And not just, you know, working on it for a while and setting it aside, but bringing things into full completion, which uh, is very cool for me. So yeah, I definitely feel like I have more energy and focus. Uh, but no, I don't feel weird or jittery. I wouldn't do it if I did. I cannot. Right. I can't do the anxiety. No. Mm-mm. And obviously I'm really sensitive to stimulus, stimulants, yeah. thanks migraine. Um, but I don't feel that way with magic mind at all. So yeah. if you are a person that struggles with this kind of thing and, you know, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving anyone medical advice here. I'm just saying for me as a migraine sufferer who cannot have the stimulants, mm-hmm. this works for me without any side effects at all. So our friends over at magic mind did give us a link. It's magicmind.com slash True Crime 20. It's on the screen if you're watching. It will also be in the show notes. Click on it. Go check it out. You get a discount over there if you use our link and see if it's something that might help you. Because I I feel really encouraged. I've been feeling really okay. discouraged about not being able to stay focused on anything. And I'm, I'm feeling encouraged that I actually am going to be able to get some of my, you know, dream projects that I would really like to do. I'm actually going to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It is. And with that, Katie, I am going to kick the mic back to you for our main case. Okay. Oh, you guys. This case just broke today. Uh, It's starting to flood uh, out into the world. So I'm going to preface everything I tell you today with this is what we know so far. There's so much more coming in the next uh, weeks and months to come, it's going to blow our minds. But this is what we have so far. This is the case of Nagasi Zaberi. Uh, he is a now known kidnapper and rapist. 
And I'm actually going to open it up with a clip from the FBI's uh, press conference from early today. Uh, I'm just going to show you about three minutes of it. We're going to move on from there. So I'm going to start there now. I am joined today by Assistant United States Attorney Nathan Lovarchik, Klamath Falls Police Captain Rob Reynolds, and John Casolino, Assistant Attorney General for the Oregon Department of Justice. Although law enforcement daily combats violence and tragedy, some cases alarm even the most seasoned investigators, particularly when shocking details are revealed and we see that there may be multiple unknown victims. The case we are here to announce today, uncovered in Klamath Falls, Oregon, is that kind of case. And while the alleged perpetrator is already in federal custody, the disturbing evidence uncovered to date points to an individual's ongoing and escalating pattern of violence targeting women in multiple states throughout the country. When police responded to a 911 call in Klamath Falls, Oregon on July 15th, they discovered a makeshift cinder block cell with a metal door and a singular light bulb above for light. In a residential garage, and a woman who bravely escaped her terrifying circumstances. Sadly, we believe there are more victims, as well as persons out there who might have vital information relevant to our ongoing investigation. We are seeking the public's assistance to help us spread the word about this case in the hopes of reaching all of those people. Let me tell you more about our subject. 29-year-old Nagasi Zuberi is also known by several aliases. One is Sakima, another's Justin Haichi, and another Justin Kuwasi. He is currently in federal custody for alleged interstate kidnapping after a Seattle woman escaped his home in Klamath Falls, more than 450 miles away from where she initially met him. Thereafter, she alleges she was kidnapped, shackled, sexually assaulted, and locked in this makeshift cell. According to the complaint, the woman fought for her life, beating the doors and the walls of this cell with bloodied hands. Through her perseverance, she broke free and waved down a passing motorist asking for their help to call 911. The victim's focus, actions, and her will to survive triggered a law enforcement response that may have actually saved many other women from a similar nightmare. Wow. Yeah. So that let's get a bad ass. Right. What a baddie. Wow. Well, let's get into it a little bit about what actually, what exactly happened. So I've got the, uh, the criminal complaint in front of me and it's, really good and very helpful in understanding what happened here. So, of course, this started in Seattle. Uh, Zaberi made an arrangement with a sex worker and had sex with her. And then he told her that he was an undercover police officer. And he mm -hmm. flashed a badge and a gun. And told her that he was taking her into custody to be processed. 
So he pointed a taser at her and put her in handcuffs and leg irons and put her in the backseat of his car. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Then he got on the interstate and started driving and driving and driving. And she knew she was in trouble because it was too far. She finally asked him why it was taking so long. And he said he was taking her to a substation. But then she noticed that he had a map pulled up on his cell phone that said that his uh, destination was two hours and four minutes away at that point. So she knew at that point she was being kidnapped. This was not a police mm-hmm. officer. Uh, partway through the trip, he pulled over and raped her again, or raped her, mm-hmm. and then stuffed her back in the car and continued to drive. So he basically drove all night. And at 7 a.m. ish, he pulled over at a tr- truck stop north of Klamath Falls. He put a hoodie on her backwards so that her face would be hidden and then drove her to this house and pulled into the garage, pulled her out of the car and stuffed her in this cell that he had built in his garage. Hmm. So let me show you what the cell looks like. Let's see. This is him, by the way. This is. Man, he looks young. He's yeah, he's only twenty nine. Wow. Yeah. So here are a few there pictures. Some of weird this night cell. stalker energy in his eyes to me. Right. Yeah. So this is essentially what the cell looks like from a few. That here's the, what the garage looks like. And then that's what the door of the cell looked like. So she busted through the door in the cell. Wow. She did. She is a survivor. Mm-hmm. So the cell was made of cinder block and the door was installed in reverse so that it couldn't be opened from the inside. So he put her inside the cell and left. He told her he had to go do paperwork. Sure. Mm-hmm. So he's still keeping up the I'm a cop charade? Yeah. What the yeah. hell? So she slept for a little while and then woke up and realized that she was going to die if she didn't try to save herself so she started beating on that door and throwing herself against the door until she managed to break the welds and get out wow so she ran out of the cell into the garage and saw his vehicle parked there and she opened the door and grabbed his gun and then ran her Mm -hmm. good for her wow yeah then she ran down the street and stopped a motorist who called 911 So then, of course, the police come. She was taken to the hospital for a rape kit. And then later, the police took her. And by the way, her name has not been released, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, she's. Uh, she's, We never need to know it other than we salute you. Absolutely. 
Yep. Uh, adult victim one is how she's being known. She rode with law enforcement to identify the house. And they found, she actually had to climb over a fence uh, when she escaped. And they found her blood on the fence where she said it would be. They also found her blood on the door because she bloodied herself up trying to beat it open. Law enforcement interviewed Zuberi's wife. That's right. There's a wife there. At that house? Mm -hmm. Couldn't she hear the screaming? Uh, They searched. uh, They talked to neighbors. They searched law enforcement databases and determined that he definitely is the person that was associated with the residence. But, of course, he was on the run by now. Of course. So he actually got picked up the next day. And this absolutely slays me. He got picked up the next day in Reno. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I want to tell you a little bit more about what police found in the house. They found her purse next to the cell. Uh, They found in the house a box that for the firearm, like a, a purchase box for the firearm that matched the serial number and make and model. And, of course, uh, lots of other things. But a couple of the things that law enforcement recovered were a couple of handwritten notes that he had written that are kind of interesting. This oh, one, boy. Operation Takeover. Leave phone at home. Make sure they don't have a lot of people in their life. You don't want any type of investigation. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So planning. I mean, how many victims are out there for missing people? That's what law enforcement wants to know. The other thing is this little uh, diagram he had written written that said, dig a hole straight down 100 feet. And it's, you know, like a diagram of a hole. It's kind of a bunker. Uh, It says concrete, black, uh, rubber coat, I think. Foam insulation, waterproof concrete. It's some kind of a drawing he was putting together of some kind of a bunker. So um, for one, does that exist somewhere? Right. And two, for what? Because this is what we're learning about this guy is that he is. Well, is that like fire or water? At the bottom of that drawing, like, oh, not sure. But so just some of the things that they recovered that they felt like were uh, concerning and suspicious. Super concerning. Wow. So the next day, the next afternoon on July 16th, two Nevada State Patrol officers locate him in a Walmart parking lot on the south side of Reno, Nevada. And they see that he is sitting in his vehicle with one of his children on his lap. And his wife was standing outside the vehicle chatting with him. So the police approach the car and he refuses to get out of the car. And again, he's got little children in the car. He cut himself deeply with a sharp object, uh, causing him to bleed profusely and also tried to destroy his phone while he was still in the car. 
They finally managed to get him out of the car without any uh, physical harm to the child. But it, that horrifies oh me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God. So he's now in custody. The FBI is saying that they believe that they can right now link him to four other cases. Oh, my God. But he has lived between 2016 and today in these states, California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Utah, Florida, New York, New Jersey, Alabama, and Nevada. Holy shit. And they oh know my God. that he's willing to go far out of state to pick up a victim and travel with them. So his right. range is massive. He's like, um, oh, what's his name that got caught in Alaska? Right. Anyway. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do know oh, what you're talking about. That is terrifying. And again, he has all of these aliases. So Nagasi Zuberi or Sakima, Justin Heitch, Justin Kwasi are all names that he has been known to go by. And I mean, what's up with the wife? She's been cooperating with all this moving around and has little kids with him? What? I'm very confused about the wife. That's one of the things we just don't know enough about yet, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they know that he has several different methods that he's used to get control of his victims, including drugging their drinks, pretending to be a police officer, and soliciting the services of sex workers, and then violently sexually assaulting them. Jeez. They're also saying some of the encounters may have been filmed to make it appear as if the assault was consensual. And that the victims have been uh, threatened with retaliation if they notify the police. Oh, my God. That's essentially what we know. Here's what I would like to know. Where the hell is this guy getting money? Yeah. Does he have a job? Does he work? I mean, How life is very expensive these days. And he's right. moving every five minutes to a different state and living in decent houses. And driving nice cars and up to all of the stuff he's been up to, where does this dude's money come from? Right. That is a really good question. As well, of course, is uh, how many victims does he have? Because they believe they're, that they know of four now, but they think that that number is going to grow exponentially. Uh, I sure think so. And I, we've got to hear what the uh, involvement of the wife is, too, because... Mm -hmm. I just don't think that you travel around for a long time with somebody over years traveling like that, living in all these different places. I mean, what does she think's mm -hmm. going on? And he builds a bunker that you can't get into from the inside in their garage. Like, what the hell? Right. What or is happening here? Just such a victim to him that, and that she just doesn't too. even ask any questions, which could be. Yeah. One thing we've learned about a lot of these women is that, uh, they are less of a victim, you know, the treatment is better for them if they have other victims. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's been true many times. That's and I'm not true. saying it is in this one. We don't know that yet. But so there's a lot we don't know yet. But uh, this is a where lot. it sits wow. right now. So as 
obviously the FBI is saying, if you know anything about this guy, we need to hear about it. If you've yeah. ever worked with him, lived by him, been hurt by him, been friends with him. Grew anything. up with him. Mm -hmm. Where's his family? Please, please, please reach out to law enforcement. Uh, they are still really preliminarily trying to put together a lot of pieces of the puzzle. This was only 14 days ago. My and God. so there's a lot still to learn. But at any rate, that story broke today and we felt like it was a huge one that's going to continue to snowball into something bigger. So here we are. Wow. Yeah. That's just terrifying. Yeah. But again, huge props to adult victim one. Holy yes. shit. You are a badass. Absolute hero. I I'm love so that sorry. the FBI said uh, that what she did will prevent so many more women from being hurt by this guy. And I'm right? so sorry it happened to you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. My God. Yep. Wow. Well, with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for some serial killer news. Yes. Now, I call this serial killer news. It's actually mass shooter news, but I kind of think it's the same thing. We'll take it. Uh, yeah. Take a look at this pile of human trash, Robert Bowers, otherwise known as the P Pittsburgh Synagogue Shooter. You remember, may remember this. This happened on October 28th of 2018 at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, this trash right here shot... Well, he killed 11 people. He shot a total of 13 people were, sh well, no, that's not even right. 11 victims died. Two other victims in the building were shot. He tried to shoot everyone in the building and he also shot four police officers. Wow. Well, back in June, he was convicted in federal court on all 63 counts against him, including hate crime um, of the 11 murders. Mm -hmm. Well, the great news is that today he was sentenced and he was sentenced to uh, the death penalty. Yeah. And you all know, I'm not a big death penalty person. I'm not. I'll However, make an exception in this case. It's tough to, it's tough to be sad about that today. Yeah. Here are the 11 people who died. I'm going to tell you their names. Aww. Do you know that the oldest victim uh, is was 97 at the time of the shooting? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. 97 years old. Hang on. Just got to find a place so I can tell you their names. Good heavens. Where did, what am I doing? What is my problem today? <laughs> I didn't drink my magic mind. That's what my problem is. I did not have one today. So I'm well. almost out. And I'm Get waiting with the for program, lady. That is my problem. <laughs> I didn't want to run out in case I really needed one for something major. Oh, here we go. Okay, so starting from the top left, Joyce Feinberg, Richard Gottfried, Rose Malinger, Jerry Rabinowitz, Cecil Rosenthal, and David Rosenthal. Bottom row from the left, Bernice Simon, Sylvan Simon, David Stein, Melvin Wax, and Irving Younger. Wow. This is the worst mass uh, anti-Semitic mass killing in the United States, in United States history. And he tried to plead guilty if they would take the death penalty off the table. 
And the uh, prosecutor said, nah, we're done yeah. with your ass. You're not getting played. We've got court. plenty. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been attending court in a wheelchair. Sound familiar? <laughs> okay, Since Nick Alavardian. I know. Like, whatever, dude. I don't care if you're crawling on your hands and knees. We're, ugh, this person. Just awful. Yeah. And so the victim's families are very relieved mm-hmm. that this has finally come to an end where, you know, the, the trial was really, really traumatic. It went on for a really, really long time. And it was hard on them. Yeah. Um, you know, these are their older family members that they lost. And it's just a huge, huge loss. Certainly. And just so fucking senseless. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, good. Message sent. We're not putting up yeah. with this. No, we are not. And this is this is federal. Mm-hmm. This is not going anywhere. Oh, no. Nope. Well, good. Well, there you have it. That's a mouthful. A lot going on yep. today. Yes, we it are going to be back at 7 p.m. Mountain for uh, case updates. And mostly there's a couple of things else out in the world, but mostly we're going to be talking about uh, the sentencing of Lori Ballow, where she's at now, what comes next, all of that wild stuff. Uh, and just debrief a bit. It was so yeah. much on Monday. I think everybody needs to talk about it a little bit. I'm still processing what she said, what her attorney said. What Several people have pointed out to me that we really did not address what John Thomas said at all because we moved right into Lori because we were all so damn shocked. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll hit a little so. harder on Thomas tonight. It's your turn, John. We You're will. in the hot seat. Yeah. Yes. Now, if you have not heard her testimony or his, they are on our podcast streams and on our YouTube channel individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you want to go watch them before tonight's show or before you watch tonight's show, whatever day or time this is, um, do that because it will really help because um, we're going to go through it with with some detail about what they said because i'll tell you what if you haven't heard it you will be stunned also sickened mm-hmm. you will be aghast at what thomas case, said it's insane yeah yeah you yeah. will mm-hmm. yeah so there it is yeah well thanks you guys for being here uh we'll be back uh per normal this has been yet another production of the true crime squad take care bye everybody <laughs>